Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is produced in association with Jazz Times. Chicago-based drummer and director of percussion at Elmhurst University, Bob Rummage, is an old-style swinger. Bob has brought his groove to tours and recordings with Dizzy Gillespie, Nat Adderley, Benny Golson, and many other jazz giants. Bob Rummage and guitarist Andy Brown joined me on stage at the Dixon Historic Theater in Dixon, Illinois, in March 2022, as part of my jazz-inspired on-stage series to talk, play music, and swing like mad. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Bob, you don't know this, but we have some actors in the audience because oh. I did some acting classes here. And one Great. of the things that we talked about was being nervous and how people overcome that. And you are not usually in a position where you're talking on stage. You're a oh. supportive player. I mean, I, it's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is that people often think of drums as always like the showboating drummer, but you really see yourself as a supportive player in the band. So talk Definitely. about that a bit. I'm really interested in that. Yeah, I want to go back there and do the interview, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm always in the back um, yeah. of the band, and I'm supporting and listening and trying to make everything work, and um, that's my my job with the rhythm section, mm-hmm. to make everything feel good, and, and that's what I like to do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. I'm not uh, used to being in front. But yeah, that's I okay. Know. I can take it. I know. Yeah, he's brave. And it's a very friendly audience, and you can tell. So you they're very more, supportive. You make more money doing that, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Or not? Uh, something that I find interesting, I opened before we were on mic that I was telling people sort of in our warm-up before this that I heard, I think a lot of people hear jazz, their first jazz, and they might hear something that they don't like. And I told you backstage that I heard that first thing I didn't like, then I heard an early Count Basie before he was Count Basie, when he was still called Bill Basie. And that really, I loved it, and it set me off. And that was really my artistic epiphany. It was, I want to do this. You had a similar experience and even remembered the year, which I loved. It made such an impression. So talk about that. Well, it was way back in uh, 77 or 78. Mm-hmm. Is that what I said? I can't remember now. But it was a long time ago. I went to hear Dizzy Gillespie. Uh, I never really heard a professional jazz group. I'd been playing, well, I grew up in Kentucky, uh, in Owensboro, Kentucky. And my, my buddy here, Tom Royal, and I went to high school together, played in the band. And uh, so I played in jazz band at school, and, and, um, but I'd never heard a professional jazz band, except I did hear Maynard Fer- Ferguson play, and that was incredible. It was Peter Erskine on drums, and that was mind-blowing by itself. Our high school band went to hear them as a field trip. But uh, then in 77, 78, um, after that, I heard Dizzy Gillespie and Mickey Roker was playing drums with that band, and it just felt like I was floating in the air, and I just love that. Mickey played so wonderfully and it wasn't anything flashy. Uh, we talked about, you know, drummers that play flashy and want to always be in, uh, in the front of the band and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He was just playing time, feeling good, 
uh, swinging. that feeling that really turned me on. It was just, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. It really changed uh, my feeling of about, you know, or not didn't change. I didn't hate jazz. I just didn't know. Yeah, and you hadn't connected with it, which I think is important because I think that it speaks to hearing things in person, which I yeah. love to talk about here because all of these lovely people have come out and we've been in a pandemic, so people haven't been coming out. So I especially appreciate it. But I, I think that people are always telling me about their, their piano lessons or how do their, or parents will ask how do they get their kids to practice all of that, including my brother who was asking that. And I was saying, well, do you ever go listen to music? And most people, the best musician they're going to hear, when you think about it, is their piano teacher, maybe. And maybe yeah. they're a great teacher, but they're not a concert pianist necessarily. And then you go hear something in person that you hear somebody at a really high level and it's an entirely different thing. You think, oh, so that's what's supposed to be happening. That's or you have that kind of inspiration that you had. Mm -hmm. Which I even had one of uh, one of the lovely staff here tell me that he enjoyed jazz, but he never knew how much he'd enjoy it getting to see it in person. It really changed his view. And I think that's something that people get when they hear it in person. Now when they listen to a record, they listen to the record differently. Definitely. Because they have that yeah. feeling. So, And one of your favorite records you sent to me, or favorite tracks, Clark Terry. Talk about Clark Terry. Well, Clark Terry um, has a great 
feeling when he plays. And he's always communicating some kind of melodic idea, some kind of message. And, and it's not just playing for playing's sake or trying to impress. He's expressing and swinging like Mickey Roker was. Mm -mm. And on that album is uh, Phil Woods and um, <laughs> I draw a blank, Ben Webster. Right. Oh, him. Giants of, yeah, oh, him. <laughs> oh, Ben Webster. <laughs> What's his name? Ben Webster was just the most incredible players, and each one of them had an individual style, and they all were swinging so hard. And Walter Perkins from Chicago on, mm -hmm. on drums, just swinging so hard, and, and that really appealed to me, just like the Dizzy Gillespie concert I was talking about mm -hmm. in a similar way. And once I heard what it was, sound, sounded like live, I could really identify with, with that album more. remember when I was first getting into jazz and people who were introducing me were naming all the people. And that I remember because 
you know, like you, we, we came up with rock and it was so much that it was the name of the group. And only mm. if you were really into it did you know the name of all the members. And with jazz, which I think a lot of people might not know, is that for, for the listeners, each jazz musician is bringing their personality. So it's, mm -hmm. it's not only how you fit together as a group, but it's the individual sound that you bring. So it's very different. So people will talk about when Miles Davis had this group of musicians, when Miles Davis had that, you know, each person. Yeah. And that really changes the sound of the whole, not just the individual's personality when they take their own solos. Talk a bit about that, because I think that's interesting. I don't think a lot of people think about that unless they're hardcore yeah, jazz the, listeners. The context matters a lot mm -hmm. and the influence of players between each other mm -hmm. changes and it will make you play a different way than you might ordinarily play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel like you have to go for it every single time and you may play things uh, that um, you're not sure if you're going to pull off or not. But I just know that I have to go for it and if it doesn't work, I have to switch in the middle. Yeah. And but different players will inspire you to play differently and that's the way it is in groups, I think. I've talked to so many artists of different disciplines on the show, which was one of my goals. And to a person, they all said that jazz inspired them because of that risk factor. Because other people are, are taking risks at a different time in their work, but we're doing it with every single note. And I want to talk about one more person before I entice you to play some more, Terry Gibbs. Because you sent Gibbs. me a great, with Mel yeah. Lewis, and I have a soft spot for Mel, because I got to hear him, great drummer, got to hear him a lot oh, in New York. yeah. Mel Lewis, one of the greatest players of all time, and um, he influenced me greatly. I got to hear him in 79, I think, for the first time, uh, in Kentucky. Mm. He came to our college, University of Kentucky, and... Um, then when I went to New York, I heard him in New York many times. I was on the road with the Glenn Miller Orchestra in 82, and I would go as many times as I could on Monday nights to hear that band. And I had been to the Blue Wisp uh, before, which is in Cincinnati, to hear John Von Olen. And Von Olen reminded me so much of uh, Mel, and Mel reminded me of Von Olen. Uh, and that connection is... is um, really dear to me and uh, the way they played time and felt is kind of a big beat wide beat Jeff Hamilton too gets that I love Jeff um, but that uh, that band and the way he plays really influenced me a lot I love that big kind of midwestern beat I guess I would describe it yeah yeah I, and as opposed to a, a type New York kind of ding ding, you know, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, ding. well, it's more relaxed. There's <laughs> yeah, a different thing. It's really got a wider feel yeah. to it. It's hard to explain, but I identify with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. 
I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Today's program was recorded in March 2022 at the Dixon Historic Theater as part of our Jazz Inspired Onstage series. My guest is drummer Bob Rummage. One more thing before I, I send you over there. We okay. found out that we worked at the same place. That's right. At the right. same time. We just discovered that. And those are the fun things that happened. I worked at Disneyland. <laughs> one of my first jobs was playing piano at Disneyland. And one of the great advantages for anybody who worked during this time is that the big bands would come out and play in the summer for a week. They'd have a week residency. And you were in the band in Glen Miller. That's right. So it was, uh, I heard you back then before we knew each other. So that was fun. Every now and then I will go. There's a certain generation of us who were lucky to work at Disneyland at this particular time. And we all went off to different places. But it happens, especially if I'm on the West Coast, because this was Disneyland, not Disney World. And I went to a scoring session for Family Guy. So I'm up in L.A. and there's a big orchestra. And like three guys stood up and said, Judy, we worked at Disneyland together. <laughs> you know, I'm always bumping into people because that's where all the musicians scattered yeah. and went on. But I'm going to entice you to play a tune. I want, now, first, I want to ask you about percussion. Because yeah. I think percussion, there's so many different instruments. It's kind of a mystery. So mystery to me, too. Plus, you brought a very cool instrument. You told me what it was called, and I can't pronounce it because you're going to tell me again do you remember the, the longer one that has all the interesting patterns what's it called jimbe jimbe how do you spell D -J -E -M -B -E. it d-j-e-m-b-e yeah jimbe it's very cool looking not jimbe but jimbe but even cooler okay. sounding so you two are going to play a tune for us Thank you. 
Andy Brown on guitar, and my guest, drummer Bob Rummage, recorded at the Dixon Historic Theater in Dixon, Illinois, in March 2022, as part of my jazz-inspired on-stage series recorded here. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Here I am on vocal and piano, with Bob Rummage on drums, with Andy Brown on guitar, on the Peggy Lee Dave Barber tune, I Don't Know Enough About You. You know, I went to school, and I'm nobody's fool, that is to say, until I met you. I know a little bit about a lot of things, but I don't know. Until I met you 
Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Our show is made possible in part with generous support from Steinway & Sons. Additional support is provided by Jazz Times Magazine, providing entertaining and provocative coverage of the jazz scene since 1970. On the web at jazztimes.com. For a schedule of upcoming programs, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can listen to Jazz Inspired on all your favorite podcast platforms and email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stride Queen. I'll be appearing at Philander Hall in Dixon, Illinois, July 24th. Visit judycarmichael.com for more information. Although we broadcast on NPR stations, we're an independent production not funded by NPR. Please visit jazzinspired.com to find out how you can chip in and support us. No gift is too small. And please write a review on Apple Podcasts, which is the best way for us to entice others to listen to the show. Thanks for helping us spread the word and celebrate 22 years on air. I have a new book celebrating this anniversary called Great Inspirations, 22 Years of Jazz Inspired on NPR. Go to judycarmichael.com for more information. Percussionist Bob Rummage and I got together on stage at the Dixon Historic Theater, which had just celebrated its 100th anniversary days before we recorded this show in March 2022. Here's Bob Rummage and Andy Brown on Drum Boogie. 
Now, I want to ask you something that was asked me the other night by some of my actors out there. Hello, actors. Yes, my dear. Yes, they were asking how I stay in shape, how I warm up, what my process is on the road, all of that. And I was curious because you and I both play very physical, demonstrably physical styles, you know, drums, stride piano. So talk about that, how you warm up before the gig, how much you practice, all of that. I'm curious. Well, to warm up, um, I need to keep my hands and feet limber. So um, I'll do exercises just to get my hands going. They're not necessarily musical, um, just to warm up, um, just to get the blood, blood flow flowing and get the hands uh, playing um, together and get myself together. And then once that's occurred and um it seems like i need to do it more and more as i get older mm, that's interesting. and more <laughs> it's like because if i don't i go to play it's like i feel like i'm gonna break into a million pieces and fall on the floor well you know, it's also my... i think each environment's different because especially i'm not playing clubs these days i'm just playing concerts primarily and very often a hall like this 
it's big, you're backstage, if the weather is cold, and often halls are kept kind of cool anyway. Yeah. So I'm always thinking my hands are cold, and like now I just got my cup of hot water because Scott had it ready for me, and things like that. But, but I always have to warm up too, and you don't get to always, so you've got to kind of keep it together on your own so that you're ready for the gig. If yes. you don't have as much time to warm up, right? Yes, I have to get it together for sure before I play so that I'm comfortable. Yeah. I've warm, warmed up before I left today, mm-hmm. and it felt good. And if I do that, then I'm limber, and I can uh, regroup much more easily yeah. than if I don't warm yeah, up at all. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Also, I asked you earlier, because I was curious... Now that YouTube exists, it used to be if somebody called you for a gig and somebody recommended you, you just had to show up and you might not be familiar with their work. You know, unless it was somebody who was extremely famous and had loads of records. But like in this case, you can look at a YouTube video or something. And so I was curious and you said you did look me up so that you would see what the music was and figure out how you would play. How do you do that? Do you just watch for a while? How do you, I I think our audience is curious. Yeah, I watch and see what's you know what you're up to, you know, and <laughs> figure it out and try to see to? where I might fit into that, how I might play with you once we're on stage. Of course, it's always different when you actually get there and start playing. Mm-hmm. You it, you know, it's going to be not exactly the same because, as you said before, the chemistry yep. has a lot to do, as we discussed. Yeah, and speaking of that, I thought I would sing a tune with the two of you playing, and I will stand and sing and see how I do. Don't drag, okay? I no. won't. Gosh, I've got, I, there's a click track in my head. Oh, no. Here we go. Here we go. Too fast, too, too slow. Fast. I know, okay. I know. <laughs> yeah. Somebody loves me, I wonder who, I wonder who it can be. Somebody loves me, I wish I knew, who it can be worries me. For every guy who passes by, I shout, hey, maybe you were meant to be my lovin' baby. Somebody loves me, I wonder who, maybe it's you.
loves me I wonder who I wonder who it can be Somebody loves me I wish I knew Who it can be worries me For every guy who passes by I shout Hey, maybe You were meant to be my loving baby Somebody loves me I wonder who Maybe it's Maybe it's Maybe it's you We did it! We did it! Thank you! I'm Judy Carmichael and this is Jazz Inspired. Today's program was recorded in March 2022 at the Dixon Historic Theater as part of our jazz-inspired onstage series. My guest is drummer Bob Rummage. Here's Bob, guitarist Andy Brown, and I'm on piano on Honeysuckle Rose.
you guys to play one more while I have you there. Anthropology?
So I want to ask you one more question that was on my mind. I was thinking about the difference with big band drumming, and you and I are both big fans of big bands, and I'm thinking, if anything ever made me want to be a drummer, it's playing with a big band. It's got to be so much fun. But talk about just kind of a different mindset. What Talk about that compared with something like playing with Andy and me, because usually there'd be a bass player too, but my left hand is the bass player. Yeah, so it's a big contrast. Wonderful. So talk about that a little bit. Well, um, with big band, um, there's a particular way things need to go. And um, there's certain sections of the tune. There's a shout chorus, which is where everybody plays. That's usually towards the end before the melody comes comes back. And um, if I get lost during the, sol the solo part of the tune, I can always just look at the horn players and see that they're, they're raising their <laughs> horn. They're all getting their horns up ready to blow their brains out. Yeah. And so I know, well, that's probably the shout chorus. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> I mean, it happens, you know, because you get lost in the solos. You just want to not read every bar that goes, goes by. And then you have to match the timbre of the band because you got the trumpets are really bright and higher uh, in range and what whatnot. So the snare drum of my setup sounds really good to match that. Like if they're playing bop, bop, you know, I, I can play with them and mm. uh, reassert that, that rhythm or help them to play that. Uh, and the timbre talking about the tone, the tone of this for people right. who don't know that. That's I think a lot of people are thinking that you're just playing rhythm or whatever seems like it would sound good at the moment. But you're thinking with a big band yeah. actually of the tone of each of the sections and the brass is very different than the sax. Exactly and, right. Yeah, so continue. And the trombones, uh, bass drum sounds sounds good with them if you're going to play with them. And the saxophones, forget about it. You'll drown them out. <laughs> so, well, so, it um, is, and I think that that's something. It's interesting yeah. because one of our guests this week uh, or during this time was Don Sternberg, the mandolin player, and it was, I've never played with mandolin. And I, I had listened to him a lot online, sort of preparing, and when he came in and I, I felt like, oh my word, this huge piano is just bearing this very delicate instrument. <laughs> and I'd never had to deal with something exactly like that. Yeah. So that these are, I bring that up because these are decisions we're making very quickly that we yes. might not know. And you're playing with a big band, you know the music, but you're still listening every second. Yes, I, and, but hearing Mel Lewis, back to Mel Lewis again, I mean, he would know everything that was going on in the band. And Jeff, too, Jeff, Jeff Hamilton, would always know what's going on, what's happening, and be able to just play with that. So, you know what I mean? And that, that's where I want to be when I'm playing with a big band. Of course, you have to play the tunes, get to know them. Mm -hmm. You can read them, but you really, uh, what they give us sometimes is, is really awful. <laughs> so we, we make our parts up. They give us a little sketch of what they think we need to see, and usually it falls a little short. Yeah. And, Sorry, and, writers. <laughs> well, we don't have the advantage. Well, I say we, but I'm not doing that kind of work, but that you don't have, and big band players or something like that, don't have the advantage of what when you were touring, or like the Basie band. Road band. They're, they're such a great example of, of all just in the same feel, same groove, the whole big band. Yes. And as we know, the bigger the band, the harder it is to get everybody to think in the same, to have the same vision and be on yeah. the same team. But they were touring 
300 days a year. I remember that. Yeah, and they could Willard just Alexander play. And exactly, just playing, playing, playing. Mm-hmm. Something that was interesting, too, that I didn't realize and found out relatively recently when Basie would take those long opening choruses, uh, Freddie and um, yeah. whoever was in the rhythm section, they would play all of those choruses. And I thought it was just because Basie liked the way it sounded, because I liked the way it sounded. So there'd be all those piano choruses. But it was him settling into the time, which you all saw me, because those of you who are here in person, I tend to to feel how I want the, the, the time to be and then count it off. Because if I just count it off... I don't have it right. I've got to feel, how do I really want that and take that moment? And Basie was actually taking a few choruses and getting, and when it felt right, said, now, bam. Yeah, it was perfect. It was perfect, and it all came in like that. So, Bob, thank you for doing this. I'm really excited, and Andy Brown, our matchmaker, for putting us together. So we have to do some gigs together. I think we should go on the road. This is really fun. I'm ready to go. Let's go. This is great. It was wonderful. Thank you so much. Springfield, here we come. I know. You've been listening to my conversation with Bob Rummage, recorded on stage at the Dixon Historic Theater in Dixon, Illinois. I hope you'll join me here next time when I talk with another creative person about how jazz inspires their life and work. Special thanks to Tim Bowles, Scott Fatizi, and everyone at the Dixon Historic Theater. Thanks, too, to the wonderful residents of Dixon, who jumped in on multiple levels to support this project. Thanks also to guitarist Andy Brown. I'm Judy Carmichael, the host and producer of Jazz Inspired. My production engineer is Curtis Heidolf. You can listen to Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired on all podcast platforms and at jazzinspired.com. Our opening music was Airmail Special, and the mid-break music is a smooth one from my CD, High on Fats and Other Stuff. The closing music is Old Fashioned Love from my CD trio. I'm on piano with Mike Hashem on sax and Chris Flory on guitar. Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is sponsored in part with generous support from our listeners and Paige at 63 Main in Sag Harbor, New York, serving organic microgreens and vegetables grown on their own energy-efficient indoor and outdoor aquaponic farms. Better taste, happier planet. Visit Paige at 63Main at opentable.com. And please tell your friends about Jazz Inspired and help us spread the word. For more information, visit jazzinspired.com or judycarmichael.com. <laughs>